Hello, you're listening to the Healthy Minds radio show. Healthy Minds is Calderdale's independent mental health charity, working across local communities to improve Calderdale's well-being. I'm Georgia, and for today's episode of the Healthy Minds radio show, myself and my colleague Daniel visited Equine Assisted Learning Centre Willows Nook, where we spoke to the director of the centre, Fran Armstrong, as well as volunteers Lola, Juliana and Ruby to learn more about their work. Okay, Daniel, are you ready for your experience? Daniel's going to have a little taster um, of what happens here at Willow's Nook. Um, so, first of all, do you what, what, what are your expectations? Do you have any expectations? Um, have you done this sort of thing before? No, I haven't. I've just broken the gate. Sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> That's just to keep the dogs in. It's fine. Okay. No, this is my first time doing anything like this. Fabulous. Okay, Fran, over to you. Right. Okay. So, we start off most sessions observing horses because I feel that this enables people to keep themselves safe. Um, I like to have the horses loose. Um, this this can help um, learn about their behaviour. You're not going to learn about a horse's behaviour if they're just tied up the whole time. Um, horses uh, live in herds and they have different personalities just like us. So you might find one that's more dominant, might have one that's a little bit more greedy, one's a bit of a joker, one that's always breaking something. Um, so... They will move each other around. So, for example, we've got two here. One might look at that one's hairnet and say, I like the look of that. I'm gonna move. So today we have travelled to the other side of Calderdale from the Phoenix studio to bring you Healthy Minds Radio from a bit of a different place. We've come to a beautiful location just outside of the village of Cornome in the upper Calder Valley to visit Willow's Nook an equine assisted learning CIC to talk to Fran Armstrong about how the centre provides alternative education and well-being sessions in an outdoor environment. So welcome Fran, thank you so much for taking time to chat to us today. Do you want to start off by saying a little bit about how you came to set up and run Willow's Nook, uh, a little bit about your story, how did it happen? Okay, um, yeah, thanks for coming. Um, so, I've always had a love of animals um, right the way through my life and a massive passion for horses. I think once you've got the bug, that's it. Um, in my past, I've worked with horses in different settings um, and I'm a qualified youth and community worker. Um, and I've worked as a youth worker for many years in lots of different settings in urban environment, rural environments. Um, I actually, many years ago, used to take my lurcher to work with me and, you know, the lads would take him out and that, you know, that developed a responsibility for them and a, and a trust between between us and a sense of, um, you know, self-worth. Uh, you know, when you're looking after an animal that can can really give you that um, reason to get up in the morning. Um, so anyway, I had a break from horses when I had my children. Um, I still had loads of animals though. Uh, dogs, cats, chickens, hens, oh, hens are chickens, uh, ducks, <laughs> rabbits. Um, 
and then I decided to get Hilda, that's the uh, grey pony, um, after experiencing a tricky time in my life. Um, and she came to me in a bit of a sorry state. She came over from Ireland and um, she wasn't in great condition. Really, really, really untrusting of humans. Um, so we just walked the hills together for months and we just built a really, really lovely bond. And <clears throat> as corny as it sounds, I think we healed one another. So, um, yeah, so then that led me to further my studies. Um, and I did a qualification in animal therapy. And then I decided to specialise more with horses and I gained qualification as an equine assisted learning facilitator. And that was through um, an organisation called EAQ, and that's Equine Assisted Qualifications. Um, <clears throat> then I decided to set up Willow's Nook. Um, and I was passionate that it was a community interest company, um, and I was supported by local landowners um, within the local community of Cornholme. So uh, where, where, where we've set up, we're just a, a little corner of Cornholme Corn um, with beautiful views. Um, we're a bespoke, unique, higgledy-piggledy, recycled uh, place that's, we're, hopefully it's peaceful and uh, gives people tranquility and a chance to be in a safe, non-judgmental environment. Um, so we've had help from landowners um, and the local community, different businesses, local businesses. We get um, pallets donated from local landscaping companies. Uh, we have volunteers come in to help with land management, um, supporting sessions. We're an approved EAQ centre now. Uh, that means that we're on the Human Equine Interaction Register and we're also licensed by Calderdale Council. On, on that um, EAQ, Equine Assisted Learning, um, lots of people out there might not have heard about this before. Um, so can you just tell us uh, briefly, what is Equine Assisted Learning? Um, what do your sessions entail or how do you use it? So Equine Assisted Learning, um, it's got so many different ways of helping people. It, I could be here all day, so I'll try and keep it brief. So it's an innovative mental health and education intervention. Um, and basically, it's through observation and understanding horse behaviour. Uh, we use specially trained equine facilitators and activities with horses as a resource to help people reflect on their own anxieties and behaviour. Um, this can lead to greater resilience, improved social skills um, and emotional growth. So there's no riding involved um, and the horses are carefully chosen so that they're safe to handle and to be around. We also have goats and dogs here. So um, Goat assisted. <laughs> yeah, goat assisted. They're more for the comedy value, I must admit. They um, are toddlers with horns and like to... Um, break things <laughs> but they're lovely that's but, quite inspiring yeah in some ways <laughs> yeah you can just sit here watch the goats watch them misbehave um have a cup of tea look at the view do some bird watching um we have lots of different activities which involve any of the animals really but the horses especially are great teachers they 
they can reflect your behavior they can reflect your mood they pick up on your heart rate they pick up on your breathing so um if for example if i had a learner come in really really high energy the the horse might move away from them so there is a non-verbal cue for them to then adjust their behavior to develop their relationship with that animal so yeah the horses are amazing and they're also big animals so they can really help with confidence setting boundaries being assertive um clear communication so there's there's lots and lots of different um transferable skills that can be learned while the people are here also on a mental health perspective um, being out in nature is really beneficial physical activities are really beneficial so looking after the animals learning new skills um you know just having mindfulness we do a lot of mindfulness and grounding techniques so if we do have people that come with high anxiety we might do a grounding technique and a breathing technique before they actually go in to work with the horses so that they're nice and calm and the horses are calm and the horses aren't thinking oh where's the wolf that person is frightened you know Mm. they're breathing rapidly their heart rate is fast so um we do plan the sessions before participants come in so it is pretty bespoke um we um you know we like to meet the needs of the learners that come in or the group that's coming in um it's also nice just um to have organizations come in uh, and bring and bring their team you know it's it's good for team building it it's good for that um uh, well-being um and uh, having that time for yourself you know a lot of the time we don't take that time out and um notice what's around us and how we are actually feeling inside i definitely didn't do any of that this week <laughs> even just being here i know we're here to do an interview with you but even just stepping into that it's stepping into that zone where you can take a moment and you people just don't have enough of that in the rest of their lives or in in their workplaces or in their education educational setting we try and mimic the horse's behavior so they would um put their noses out to each other to begin with and then they might scratch each other on the withers that's at the back of the neck so it's nice you know it's polite to sort of just give them a stroke down the neck okay. not go directly to their vulnerable face so um should we go over and yeah introduce ourselves why has this guy got a zorro mask on? oh yeah uh so she's got a, a mask on at the minute because she's... So there's a behavior right there okay yeah. what was that behavior that was him uh, moving her out the way because he wants to have a little lick of this microphone just in case it's edible. <laughs> You're having a sniff. We're having a good sniff of the dead cat on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> just in case it's edible, he wants to get in there first. So it's what I was saying about them having different personalities. Yeah. So he's giving you a sign there saying, yeah, I want you to interact with me. He's okay. putting his nose next to you. Yeah. What's this guy's name? He's called Oak. Hello, Oak. I like his hair. Yeah. Keep the flies out of the out of his face. I this guess. here at the front. What do you think? What would you describe? What? How would you call that? Uh, would you Would you have a name for it? Or an emo fringe. And, and he is a bit of an emo, <laughs> isn't it? So this is a forelock. So uh, it's like a dreadlock, but on the fore. Okay. We've got the mane, and then we go down to the legs because these are quite hairy horses. So down here we have. So lots of hair down beside his hoof. Are they called fetlock? 
There is a fetlock, but they're called feathers. Feathers? Yeah. That's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. It is confusing. And then when we pick up a foot, so we just run our hand down his leg like this, and we'll ask him to pick up. And inside the hoof there, this triangle bit, Okay. that's called a frog. A frog? Yeah. That's even more confusing. I know. So we have learners that come in, and I always try and get them to remember the three Fs. So the forelock, the feathers, and the frog. Quite calming effect as well. Yeah. Daniel's... Uh, really nice busy stroking up on on his back at the moment. Um, what's the experience like, Daniel? It's like a big dog. <laughs> They're very muscular, aren't they? So if you look at your hands now, yeah, can you see what you've got in your hands? I've got horse grease on. Yeah, that. so it's grease. So in in the winter, we kind of want to keep that grease on them because it helps weatherproof them. But in the summer, we might remove that grease, and it also makes them really shiny by using a Body brush. So we have two brushes here and they're quite different in uh, how they feel. Yeah, it's a bit finer so, that one. Yeah. So that's the one that we use in the summer and that will take the grease out and then make them nice and shiny. Do you want to have a go? Yeah. So you run the brush down in the uh, direction of the hair. It's quite satisfying brushing this horse. Calming. Yeah. You can see why people come here. Yeah, nice. You touched a little bit on the various multiple applications of both the equine assisted learning approach, the, the, the work with horses that you do, but also everything around that that comes along in this whole package that is this centre, the, the location, the being in nature aspect, all the other animals, um, the sensory experience of that. Yeah. What kinds of needs are you seeing of people in local communities? Um, I mean, in, in this area and beyond, I mean, how, how far do people come come to to visit your service? Um, so just going back to the sensory element of it, we have like, um, we have like a sensory garden. So we do aromatics with the horses. We're, we're currently, um, we have some, Participants that come in and they've been growing mint and lemon balm. The other day they were making their own teas. They were boiling water over a fire. So there's lots of different activities. I've got an art background also. So we do arts and crafts with a nature element to it. And, you know, so the, there is the, the sensory element of we have young people coming to us that maybe have autism. So um, we've got a very fluffy cockapoo that will sit on your knee for the whole session and you know it's that stroking the animals grooming it can give such pleasure um going for walks running through the grass you know all of these real simple activities can make such a difference in people's lives um so they you know the people that were getting through the door um uh, might have long-term mental health issues they might um have special educational needs, struggle to manage their behaviour, anger issues, um, maybe not being in work or employment for a long time, just want to get back into having a routine. So we have volunteers that come in that maybe use Willow's Nook or contribute to what we're doing here. And it also benefits them, either with their mental health, their physical health, um, or just to get into a routine of, of going somewhere at a certain time and being there and uh, feeling useful. 
um, but we have uh, a lot of participants coming in that maybe uh, want to have uh, an alternative education so we can offer qualifications as well we can offer qualifications in developing confidence and working with animals um, developing personal confidence and self-awareness certificates in colours and markings and breeds of horses and ponies and things like that so they've got something to work towards uh, so we offer one-to-one -one sessions group sessions people can come uh, and pay privately but i'm also really passionate about getting funding so we can offer what we do because mm. it works um to people that need it most and there is certainly the demand there is a there. demand yeah and people travel from people tra traveling all over calderdale so i had um clients in yesterday that were sitting in a car for an hour here an hour home Mm. And then they're back again, so it's three hours out of the day. But they keep coming back because they it is making a, a difference in their lives. But it's not just the participants' life that it's making a difference in. It's also the parents. It's also the siblings. They're mm. seeing that this uh, young person is calmer, is managing to self-regulate, is uh, managing to concentrate more at school. Um, so the feedback that I'm getting is making it all worthwhile. We do try and lead, you know, towards success um, and positive outcomes in the tasks that and activities that um, clients or participants participants take part in. Um, we, we, you know, we have a non-judgmental environment and we do try and keep it learner-led, mm -hmm. but it's about the feedback from the animals. You know, uh, like I was saying uh, before, you know, that the non-verbal feedback can just be in a magical experience. Um, and this is particularly helpful for people who find find it difficult to sit down and talk about the challenges that they um, are facing. We want transferable skills. So the skills that people are learning here are transferable in everyday life. So it's about the confidence building. It's about improving mental and physical health, learning new skills to regulate emotions, uh, building confidence, make new friends, um, the opportunity to gain qualifications. So all of this is making a difference in and making an impact in mm. people's lives. It's about that self-awareness. It's about being calm and the horses can create that, you know, without human intervention, which sometimes we just have a moment here and it's just, yeah, like I say, it's magic. Can you brush the snout? Do you call if, it a snout? Or do you call it a nose, a muzzle? His nose. If he allows it, so you, again, it's asking permission. You know, you've got to move slowly. Yeah. Maybe give him a tickle first. Give him a little tickle. Has he moved his face away? Yeah. Yes. Has he given you an indication? He's moved his face away, so I probably wouldn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, about, it's about the ponies being comfortable. And um, we don't want to force them to do anything that they don't want to do. He's quite relaxed. Now. He's enjoying it. Yeah. That's good. So he's, his eyelids are drooping and he's lowering his head. Mm. It's a bit like when you give cats catnip, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He is starting to gradually fall asleep. <laughs> well, he's turning around and. Oh, oh he's going to start grooming his shoulder. Yeah, that's nice. So Daniel is just um, brushing, grooming oak here. And um, I think Oak was enjoying it so much that he, he turned to Hilda, right? Yeah. And um, gave her a little nuzzle and looked like he was about to start, start grooming her. And now Hilda's gone off to have some hay instead.
licking and chewing. Yeah, it's a sign of relaxation and processing. When I'm not doing sessions, they're left alone by people. I don't want people messing with them the whole time. Um, they you know they're happy to do this job, but um, you know, Oak is the support pony for Hilda, really. Hilda's the star of the show. Um, I think Oaks thinks he's the star yeah, of the show he today. Yeah. He's asking for more scratches. Getting a rare skin. moment in the spotlight—that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to come and meet the goats? Yeah. I yeah. Don't, I don't think we can refuse. How can we refuse such an offer? It must be quite hard to capture that magic and measure it, right? Yeah. You, not just the the impact and the influence that that you can see through observation. Of, on, on a singular person's life but also their families the the ripple effect yeah um and and that is hard to measure and hard to hard to kind of capture sometimes do you how do you do that do you uh, do case studies do you have any examples yeah of, of stories so we have case studies um we tend to do like um, a reflection sheet when people mm. come in and we kind of record them i do case i record everything after each session mm. and write it up it's the feedback that you get from parents, which is great. You know, that uh, uh, my daughter, my son, is now uh, managing to make friends at school. Uh, their teachers have commented mm -hmm. that they are self-regulating in class or um, their confidence is growing. So, for example, we have um, a learner that comes in, uh, comes to a Saturday, who's a nature group, and um, she... She first came to us very, very quiet, very shy, and only, uh, not last week, the week before, she played a concert on her cello. Um, Here out, in the centre? Yeah, just outside with the ponies. The ponies were absolutely <gasps> amazed. Their ears were twitching. They stopped eating. They stopped what they were doing, and they were just fixated on this cello, and the music was just... I'm tingling thinking about it now. It Yeah, it brought a tear to my eye. She was just that confidence of feeling that she could perform in front of us all, and just having that music, that classical music just... You know, it was going th through the hills. It was just one of those moments that I did catch it on on film. So it, you know, that's something that we can we can share, um, because that you know that's that's an amazing achievement. But measuring it is, like you say, it is quite difficult. It might just be somebody came through t the gate today and they were smiling. That's an achievement because the week before they mightn't have wanted to get out the car because their anxiety is that bad, you know. So we measure, we have small achievements, um, but we, we're not so result focused. So a smile is an achievement. Um, coming, you know, is an achievement. For some people, even getting out of the house is a massive achievement. Yeah, cute. Very cute. <laughs> okay, we're heading. Heading down towards the goat pen now. The mischievous goats, the wind's picked up a little bit. Hello, you lot. We just come in. We have uh, four goats in here, all totally different temperaments. They're all really friendly. Well, Three, of, three out of four are friendly. Okay, where's the unfriendly one? He wouldn't do anything to hurt you. Yeah, 
He's antisocial, really. He um, he'll come to you if you've got food. Okay. Cupboard love. That's yeah. What they call it, oh. Yeah. The goat's getting oh, he getting involved eat. in the <laughs> microphone. It's because I was giving him some scratches behind the ear. I think he got annoyed when I stopped. So that's yeah. So a lot of people tend to stroke the goats on the top of the head, but that can they can encourage oh, yeah, them to head books that's but. how they communicate with each other ah. so if you start scratching them on top of the head you kind of uh-huh. t- communicating with them in goat language ah. and you could be saying like come on man ah, <laughs> i was accidentally <laughs> starting on yeah, the goat yeah. <laughs> where should we where so, should we go to yeah we do same with the horses we do try and scratch them on the necks mm-hmm. um they love a bum scratch mm-hmm. You know, look, he's wagging his tail. You know, he really looks bum scratched. Right, so I am with Lola, who is a volunteer here at Willow's Nook. What drew you in? How did it start? Uh, I came here through the vocational team, at, um, through Laura Mitchell, so, uh, well, through, yeah, mental health services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> through the mental health service, yeah. right. <laughs> um, and what drew me in was, well, it was local and it, um it also it it's quite important to me to like be outside and with nature and well yeah anything like that and the like the benefits of like this service to do like helping younger people or people with special certain needs or mental health issues um and i enjoy Tending the land, <laughs> like doing the weeding and plant identification, and yeah, just do, do any physical <laughs> labour. A lot of people don't understand like how much like anxiety that like, children do go through, or what go- oh, it's like going on at home or whatever. It's it's all um yeah, like it, it's a damage control. Like, so just like preventing things from spiraling and educating to teenagers, <laughs> it kind of it can lead you down a, like a wrong path. It's not a nice experience, <laughs> and it's not nice to see it happen to others either. And you you feel like you're seeing some of that happen to younger people who live locally in the Calder Valley. Yeah, yeah. There's just not enough. Um, support and all that they don't know about it or there's just not on a bigger scale um it's probably better than it was when i was at school maybe but if you're learning in certain different ways and it's just it, it, like the certain curriculum or you just don't learn or you can't concentrate as much as others your self-esteem plummets and yeah how how does it work for you how how does it benefit your well-being what is it about this space that that benefits your mental health in a way that you haven't found in other places? Um, being outside, hundred percent fresh air, like clearing your mind in the morning, having a bit of a routine of some sort, and it's new as well every every day. And the people are great. Yeah, talking to other volunteers and being able to open up, talk to people as you wish. Peer support is yeah. something that we really uh, care about a healthy minds um and from the sounds of it you're doing peer support through your volunteering it's peer support happening outside in the fresh air 
also with volunteers, it's you meet people from all walks of life. It's good to have experience with all different types of people. Like, and animals. Yeah, and animals. <laughs> Don't forget them. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get on with the animals? Yeah, and slowly working towards the horses. If that, if this like sort of service was around, even as a child or in my teenager like type years, <laughs> um, it it would have probably nipped a lot of things in the bud. Oh, that tail wag. <laughs> He's loving it. So the, the, the goats can come for walks. So we do um, activities where we take the goats for walks and we, we forage. So we'll go and get willow and we'll go find cleavers. Um, the goats like docks. So we, we pick docks for them. And They like docks? Yeah, they do. So, yeah, I would like to use them in the future as mm. um, land management. So we do have... Um, yeah, we... we we try and look after the nature and the environment and um, natural fauna and flora of of, of, of our environment, uh, the wildlife. We do habitat creation. Um, we try not to use. Them. I'm here with Juliana, uh, who is a volunteer at Willows Nook. So, Juliana, can you first of all tell us a little bit about how you came about volunteering here? Um, Francis was riding past my house one day, and. I have a great love of horses, passionate about horses. And I thought, I'm going to go out and speak to this lady on this lovely grey mare. And uh, we were chatting away and she said, you know, what you'd like to do in the future. So I said, well, I think that's a brilliant idea. I can I can help you with that. So it, it kind of um, nurtured from there on in. And, and we're passionate about what we do um, for people in the community. We tried to develop that a little bit more. You know, there's, since COVID, particularly, there's not just children, there's adults with mental health issues, loneliness, uh, depression, um, some have disabilities, some people just don't seem to mix like they used to with other people. So that's how how it, it transpired, just chatting. Um, Amazing. A, a, a sort of mutual interest that I didn't... Something I thought about a long time ago, but never did anything about it. And then having that conversation with Francis brought it to the forefront. And I said, yes, let's go for it. It was very raw beginnings because we had nothing really. To, we just had a piece of land to work with. And and then it just developed from there. Then we got goats and and then we got the, 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 the shelter for the horses and the grazing and um, um, put water butts in. So we got our own supply of water for the horses. It just all knitted in nicely together the hooves in nature is one of my favorites and that was a saturday uh, session that we have and we we still have the same two or three young people from the very from the very beginning mm -hmm. so they've grown with us as well so uh, it's mostly saturdays and i was here yesterday we try to have the funding i mean funding is, is another big issue that we're not struggling with but we're trying to work with um but some of the parents um just have seen the, the, the child turn up and the change in that hour when they've picked them up next time and the, and it's been ongoing that and, and and the two or three that have been with us for the year they've changed so much the communication skills um, teamwork together uh, learning about the environment their, their, com their confidence in themselves and working around the animals my favorite bit of volunteering is seeing people leave here with a smile on their face when they turn up, they look uh, um, a bit, not scared, but a bit, oh, I'm not sure. 
uncertain. And then the leaf here, some of them are actually just skipping and smiling. And it's and it just makes you smile seeing that response. What does your volunteering experience give back to you? It makes me feel very humble, um, grounded as a, as a human being, and um, if I if I have worries or concerns about something, I leave here very very calm and relaxed. Do you want to have a look at our wildlife area? Yeah. got um, a really cosy little cabin to sit in where like I was saying earlier we can watch the sidewoods rain coming down the valley <laughs> but when it's a beautiful day you never get sick of that view um, you know I'm so lucky to come here every day and just take it in um, we've developed an area around the back which um, is like a I'm letting I'm actually letting the learners and, and clients, participants, um, develop this themselves. So we've, I can bring tires and compartments, um, facilitate. But I really want, I want, I want people that come here to take ownership of it. So, we've so got, what have we, what have we got in front of us? Can you describe what so we've got sage planted in tyres, we've got strawberries, we've got lots of different types of mint. Um, we've had people plant lots and lots of willow, so that's going to hopefully be a bit of a buffer for the weather. Um, we have our, our compost heaps, uh, so we poo pick every day, we muck out, we have different areas of where we collect the poo, we compost it down and then we put it back. So I'm here with Ruby now. Um, Ruby, why did you start volunteering at Willow's Nook? Well, one of my friends in college has always volunteered here for like as long as I've known her. And then she knew that I needed work experience with horses because I'm applying to vet school uh -huh. um, like this coming year. So Fran needed volunteers and she like put us in contact. Mm -hmm. And then Fran kind of let me uh, join. And then what drew me in? To stay was just how welcoming and like passionate Fran was and how like obviously well loved all the animals mm. are. I come up a couple mornings a week to help out with like the general upkeep, I clear out the goats, the fields um, and then any other odd jobs that I can do to like lessen Fran's load and so she can get on with a million <laughs> other things that need doing that day. So lots of mucking out. Yeah, lots of poo <laughs> moving. <laughs> so on that subject, what's your favourite bit about volunteering here? I love how like friendly everyone is. They've created the really like wonderful environment here. Mm. And so you're coming up and you know you're gonna be doing some physical labour, but it doesn't feel like work because everyone gets on with it and everyone like, has a laugh and we come in and have a brew whenever we want. And it's just a really kind atmosphere. It gives me obviously work experience for my, all of my vet applications. I'm learning about interacting with horses, animal care and land management that will all help and obviously I've come out of college and during this time between like applying for uni and everything it gives me something to do I get to go in the fields listen to music it's like a it's a nice calm experience as well as giving me work experience it's something I enjoy doing as well so we've got a pond in the corner uh, we've got um, tadpoles in there we, we had some little frogs jumping out the other day 
but it's just nice to have all these different elements and uh, I want Willow's Nook to be for everybody. I want everybody to have ownership. So I've got um, one of our um, learners that comes in, she's taken away this, a sign and she's going to do a, a sign to get, try and get traffic to slow down. And that's that. Amazing. Uh, you. Thank you Charles. so much. Daniel, what was your... Um, what, do you want to reflect a little bit on your experience? Lovely. I like <laughs> the idea of everyone looking in together and helping out on the farmland. That's the sort of thing I wish I'd had when I was younger. And you had a brief encounter with the horses. I did, yeah. What did you... What did you learn from that? I learned that horses feel really nice to stroke and I can see why people could be quite soothed by them. I always saw them as quite intimidating animals, but I might change my mind after today. I can see the appeal of a horse. You do various different sessions, projects, you work with different organisations and communities, but you've got a huge breadth of, of who you work with. And one of your projects that you're working on at the moment is called Wellness in Nature. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Because uh, Healthy Minds, we've had a bit, we've, our connection yes. has come through uh, through this project and yep. we're very excited to be working with you. Uh, so, so what's Wellness in Nature all about? Um, so Wellness in Nature is a project that's funded by Calderdale Cares Partnership Innovation Fund. And it came about because we wanted to reach the people that need it most in the area. I think coming from a youth work background and a community background, I do know that you, you can struggle to reach people in certain areas. There's very deprived areas. Um, and I was thinking that the best way to be able to reach these people was to work, work directly with service providers, local organisations, um, groups, community groups, the voluntary sector. Um, and we wanted to have a project where we co-produced and we all we all worked together to co-produce a project that um, met the needs of these people. Mm. So uh, what we did was we, do, we designed the project so it had a, a development phase mm -hmm. and a delivery phase. We invited organisations, groups, voluntary groups to come to Willow's Nook to have a taster session, to see what we're about. We wanted people to come and experience what, what it is that we offer. Um, and then if they thought that it was suitable for their clients, mm -hmm. whether that, you know, um, if it would be beneficial, we then invited groups and organisations to come to a co-producing planning session. And there we kind of went through the nitty gritty of what activities would be suitable. That kind of um, helped us design mm. the delivery phase. And that will start in September. And we'll go from September to September. The people that were involved in the planning will then um, refer their clients to us for the delivery fairs. Mm. We, we thought it was important to engage the service providers and voluntary groups because we wanted to work holistically and in partnership to develop the Wellness and Nature Project. And this is all to improve health, emotional health and well-being within all of Calderdale. Well, we're all about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and and it's it's really great that we've thank you for for having us involved in it. I think for me, it's just really great to hear the the recognition, but not just the recognition, but the funding. This sort of thing, Calderdale Cares Partnership, um, is made up of different organisations, uh, the council and the the West Yorkshire 
ICB, there's so many acronyms in, in the NHS <laughs> world, and but it's coming through our healthcare system. The fact that that they have recognised this and, and, and funded this is is a really good sign. And I really hope that you've got a year to, to be able to demonstrate all the amazing impact that we know it's going to have. Yeah. But do you think the experiences that you provide here, those those experiences of the sensory learning, the small achievements, all of these things, is this are those things less valued by our healthcare system? Is your approach less valued by our healthcare system or by our our society as a whole than they should be? I think like the um, traditional response to um, mental and physical health um, issues um, has been more clinic based. Um, with an emphasis on medication and, um, I don't know, talking therapies, for example. Um, but it's clear that there has been a shift in focus and thought processes, people's opinion on innovative ways to reduce uh, and improve uh, people's well-being. And this is demonstrated by the Wellness in Nature funding through Calderdale Cares Partnership. And it's motivating to know that these organisations mm. are putting their trust in us. They're putting their trust in us to support the well-being of people within the community in a holistic and, and person-led way. And I think we just need to keep doing what we're doing, uh, keep shouting about it, and the proof will definitely be in the pudding. What would personally like to see um is that more local schools take this approach as what i'm seeing at the minute is more and more young people coming to willows nook suffering with mental health issues anxiety lack of confidence and self-motivation not all children excel in a classroom environment and uh, there's something wrong there unfortunately we have um, a lot of parents really struggling I've had parents ringing me in tears asking me to help uh, there's people on long waiting lists there's people waiting for a diagnosis there's people waiting for EHCPs um, and the the problem is is it's it's that early intervention um, and people are slipping through the net at Willows Nook, we can be an early intervention mm. to to equip these young people and children with the strategies and the confidence to be able to cope in in what society is 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 bringing these days. You know, society is changing, especially since COVID. I'd like more funding to be put into the, and resources and to be taken seriously with regards to young people within the community that are really, really suffering because they're, they're going to be adults. They're not being equipped with the tools to be able to cope. And that's what you do here. Yeah. Yeah. You can find out more about Willows Nook at www.willowsnookequineassistedlearning.co.uk and you can find out more about our charity, Healthy Minds, at www healthymindscolderdale.co.uk